0: action pack awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right
1: now. Hey, this is Liz. This is Heather. And we are back for an episode about the Gilmore Girls. Listen in.
0: chance to support the show?
1: Want to get some awesome rewards and nerdy bitches swag?
0: Then head on over to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches.
1: From not your basic bitch to rockstar bitch, we have a monthly donation plan to fit any budget. Your support allows us to really up our game and make sure the show stays awesome without bowing to corporate sponsorship.
0: In addition to providing prizes, giveaways, and convention coverage, we'll also donate twenty percent of all net profits each month directly to other independent podcasts. This allows us to help grow other indie shows that we believe in.
1: So hit us up at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches and support your favorite bitches today. All right, good news. Yes, awesome news. Super excited.
0: Yep, it's uh, it's uh co- I guess Comic Balooza is coming up soon, and we can
1: officially tell you now. We are part of the Comic Palooza podcasting program podcasting partnership for the third year in a row. So
0: yay, yay! We're so excited. So we're really happy uh, to be th- that we're going to be there. Um, of course, I'm flying in from California, so we'll be able to see all of our fans and listeners. And I do believe we are trying to get, and I think we're we'll probably getting a live podcast going.
1: Yeah, we have, uh, we have a couple of panels that we have submitted for, we have been approved for something, but we have not yet gotten the full details on that. So make sure you're checking out our social media, uh, Twitter and Facebook. So on Twitter, we're at nerdy bitches pod Facebook, just type in nerdy bitches podcast, Instagram, we will post uh, as soon as we know the dates and times and locations. The actual convention is may 25th through the 27th here in houston texas at the george r brown convention center if you are anywhere within driving or cheap flying distance highly recommend getting online getting some tickets and coming to the show because it's going to be awesome
0: yeah and this year there's three participating hotels that have a block of room set up Normally, it's just the Hilton Americas, which is a fabulous hotel, uh, which has a walkway right to the George R. Brown. Also, the Marriott Marquis, which is fabulous, too, in its own right. Yeah, we stayed there
1: last year. It was amazing. Brand new.
0: And then they also added uh, Weston. And it's just right up the road. It's, like, just within, like, two or three minutes'
1: walk. Um, yeah, that may actually be where we end up because I think their prices were a little Yeah,
0: they a little were, bit lower
1: there. Yeah,
0: yeah, they were a little less expensive. Uh, we're gonna and be- it's
1: a, it's like a two minute Uber. So yeah, if I mean, you could walk it in five. Oh, but. the light
0: rail goes right there, too.
1: Yes, yeah, so, exactly. So yeah, so. Just,
0: you just take a block. It's a block light rail easy.
1: It's it's gonna be very exciting. We're gonna have we have some big things coming up. As you know, we're now on this is episode 96, I think. So if you can do math, you can kind of see where we're going in the next couple of weeks, and uh, you know, maybe have something really cool happening uh, while Heather's in town. And the other really cool thing that's happening, aside from just Comic Palooza, is the fact that Heather's coming back, and it will be the Yay. first time that we actually get to see each other face to face in like six months. Yeah. So, well, spoiler alert
0: I have not been keeping in shape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about what we came to talk about,
1: which is uh, Gilmore Girls. Yes, this is one of our, you know, we have these infamous fandom swaps where if one of us is a fan of something and the other one either hasn't seen it or didn't really give it a chance, we encourage each other to like, we'll pick, we'll pick and we'll swap. We did this uh, when we first started the podcast. Uh, Heather had me watching Doctor Who and I had her watch Battlestar Galactica and then we did shows about them and we talked about them and it was really great because then we were both fans of both. Like mm-hmm. it was it, so far we haven't given the other one anything like here, watch this. This fucking sucks. You know, like we haven't gotten there, so we'll see. We are currently in this switch. So Heather has been watching the Gilmore girls. I only really came to them in 2016, right before the reboot came out or the, whatever mm-hmm. they're calling it revamp. I the I, really, 20 years later kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was a fan of it at the time. I didn't watch them when they came out. So I've, but I've seen it all the way through like two and a half times. I'm like halfway through it for a third time. And then Heather is going to have me watch uh, game of Thrones because it's, I've seen the first season and I read like half of the first book and then it just kind of fell off my interest list but I'm going to give it another go so that we can actually have this conversation, have this discussion. It probably will not be until the summer for me to get to this because opera man wants to watch them with me and he is currently in opera season. So until he's kind of done with that, I can't start anything new because if I do, I'm going to be annoyed that I've started a show, only got to watch one episode and then I have to wait for God knows when. So we'll just start it whenever he's ready to go. And That'll be after Comic Blues is over, so we'll be we'll have plenty of time to come up with you know time to watch stuff. So yeah,
0: so we decided to kind of uh, to talk about this in kind of a looser fashion because we can't really go season by season uh, without this being a thirty hour podcast, right? Easy, yeah. Uh, So I think that we are going to, you know, we'll talk about things that have happened in every season. So this is a spoilerific podcast, just like cult
1: 45s are. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. If you haven't seen the Gilmore Girls, we're going to spoil it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we will not. uh, We won't actually be talking about the revival or the reunion in this one. That's going to actually be a second podcast coming up in a few weeks.
1: Yeah. So we're going to stick to things that happen in this and we're going to try to kind of expunge that knowledge that we have about those those newer episodes because I want you know I want to talk about like the season as it w- or the series as it was and then we'll talk about what happened and kind of the evolutions and whatever else later on so okay so so I so I have to ask you because again like I said I came to this uh I started watching it I think January of 2016 because that's right about when they announced that they were going to have the uh, new episodes come out in the fall on Netflix. And I wanted to try to give myself enough time to get through it. I was also binge watching Supernatural all the way through at the same time. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like when Gilmore Girls got too Dean either and heavy Dean. or sappy or annoying. Yeah. I switch over to uh, Supernatural until it got too heavy or scary. And then, you know, kind of it's good to have a light in the dark when yeah. you're when you're binge watching. But
0: it's really weird, though, because Dean is Sam and Sam is Dean.
1: Well, that also kind of sparked the interest of like, yeah. So (laughs) it was, uh, it's a little bizarre. And we're going to talk about uh, Jared Padalecki and his uh, Dean-ness and then his Samness of it all. We'll kind of get into that a little bit as we go through. But I, so I started watching it and I, because like I said, I was probably in, either in college or already into my early 20s when this came out. So I was like married and not, watching CW shows at the time, you know, it wasn't, you know, that, I don't know. And uh, So this is just not something that was really ever on my radar. I had seen things or I would see the coffee, coffee, coffee kind of things. And I was like, okay, whatever. Didn't know what they were about. So I sat down, started watching them. And I, I really, really enjoyed it as I was going through. Now I've gone through them a couple of times. So things that you enjoy the first time can sometimes be annoying later on. So I'm interested to hear your perspective as a first time Gilmore watcher, because you sat down and watched all seven seasons, yeah. and then the revivals, yeah. So was, let's talk about it. How how did you feel? Like, what did you think?
0: Well, there was a there was a lot I liked about it. I did consider it white people problems.
1: Oh, was lots just, of white people, I mean, like, like like not even our white people problems. <laughs> no, like, I know we it's got, like we got white people problems, but these are like rich one percent white people kind of problems.
0: I know. So <laughs> i I felt like I felt. Uh, it, harder to connect with them. And you think that, you know, as a female characters and stuff, I thought that I, I'd be able to connect with them really easy. But I, I didn't. But I'm also not like cheerful and happy like that, right? Mm-hmm. Either. And like, people don't gravitate towards me like they do for Rory for some reason. Oh, and, I've
1: got so many things to talk about. I think yeah. we should talk about we're going to talk about characters, we're really going to focus on relationships in this show, because that will also help us Work through the wholeness of it because okay. there's a lot of crazy shit that then happens in the show. Jumping
0: right in. Why is everybody fucking obsessed with Rory?
1: I don't know. That is also my number one question because I don't get it. This whole fucking town, which Lorelai is not even from, like yeah. she ran away. So if you don't know the backstory, Lorelai, 16 years old, gets pregnant. Her parents are not fans. They want her to marry the boy that's knocked her up. She's getting kicked out of prep school. She's not a debutante anymore. She runs away from home 30 miles away to Stars Hollow, Connecticut from Hartford, I guess, is where her parents live. Yeah, I guess so. Um, So she's now in Stars Hollow, Connecticut, and she goes to work as a maid at the inn that they have there. And she has her baby there. She's living there. And for whatever reason, this whole town has just become completely obsessed with her. And I don't know, maybe if it was because she was just new and an oddity. And that happens in really small towns. For some reason, they present Rory Gilmore, who is played by Alexis Bledel, who is from Houston, by the way.
0: Ah, apparently they don't teach people how to act in Houston.
1: Well, they don't, and <laughs> you know that I think Spanish is actually her first language. Some
0: what? Okay, then then, then I'm yeah. actually surprised, because <laughs> then, then, then she, I, I'm quite impressed that she was able to do, like, the white girl no inflection thing so well, like...
1: She's, she's a, a dead panner. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I really don't know, because they try to play her off as this character that the entire town... Ta- she is the sweetheart of Stars Hollow. There's a lot of kids in that town. There's an abnormally large amount of kids in that town for how small it's got to be. Now, I grew up in what I consider to be a small town outside of Houston, but we still had twenty-five or 30,000 people. So it's it's a big town comparatively to what I assume is maybe 1,000 people or less in Stars Hollow. Yeah. And it seems 99% of them are children. There's like eight adults in the whole town, and they're always up in each other's business all the time
0: yeah and everybody seems to like being 30 minutes by the way outside of hartford connecticut you would think that it would be very expensive to live there but everybody it is. it's connecticut yeah <laughs> but everybody there is very uh grassroots but still can afford fancy victorian houses and whatnot so it's very i unusual. don't understand how
1: lorelei affords her house and her I house know. is like two bedrooms and maybe one bath
0: Exactly. She went from what it sounds like was the flower cottage behind the inn that they keep the potting supplies in to yep. this two bedroom house. Yep. Yeah,
1: it's, she did that well, it's because she, you know, she worked her way up through the inn, which, you know, again, her leaving, she wanted to get away from her parents influence their money. You know, this whole, I've been a rich brat all my life, but now I'm going to make it on my own two feet. My kid's not going to be spoiled, although she's ridiculously spoiled. So they, you know, they just go through this and she's worked her way up from the maid to assumingly something like a front desk or whatever. And now she's the manager of this inn. She doesn't own it. She's not, you know, an executive of an inn. She's just the one who runs it while the lady who owns it is out of town Mm -hmm. always. I think she shows up in three different episodes throughout the entire series. Yeah. And she's played by two different people. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, I like her story. This, like, you know, she felt like she was oppressed by her parents. We'll talk to her about her specific relationships with them later, but I like the story and that she worked her way through it. I just don't understand the obsession that the town has with Rory and every man that she walks across is immediately in love with her and tortures her because they are also in love with her every single they, right. it's like play by play if that you
1: think about it rory is supposed to be this bookish quiet i mean she's she's just she's nerdy i guess in her own way she's very quiet she's she's got her friend lane and that's kind of her that's her whole thing. It doesn't sound like she's ever been like super popular or in any kind of social grouping of any kind, but for whatever reason when boys walk across her path, their tongues roll out and they're immediately heart-eyes and I don't get it. I don't because either. Because that's not realistic for those of us who were probably bookish kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I you know, I have a fairly good reading uh record myself and this is not happening in my life. So I know I, I don't
0: understand it. And especially because the guys that fall absolutely in love with her are generally, um, you know, they're drop rich dead
1: fucking gorgeous. They're
0: drop dead gorgeous. They're rich. They're used to getting whatever the hell they want. And the fact that she's ignoring them is maybe the reason why they are obsessed with her. Maybe.
1: Yeah. The yeah. Uh, the whole Chad Michael Murray thing in the first season, maybe first two seasons, but specifically the first season was so ridiculous. And they repeated it though. Prep school guy just wants to get the the new girl for no reason. But they essentially repeated that with Logan. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't understand the fascination with Rory. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate her starting off. She was just part, you know, I didn't really understand. As the series progresses, I began to like her less and less. Like really starting about the time she and Logan start to hook up. Yeah. she's just really unlikable you know she's making these terrible decisions and what's really funny is you know the storyline is again Lorelei runs away so that she can make it on her own but Rory who has lived on her own is now taking all this money from the grandparents moves in becomes the debutante like she's now living the life that Lorelai probably would have been living had she not gotten pregnant and whatever and it's just it's bizarre that Lorelai ran away from that just to directly shove Rory into it when it came to getting into prep school.
0: Yeah, I that was that kind of premise was really beyond me. Let's talk. Do you have like a list of relationships,
1: or you just wanted to go through some? I did. And then I walked away from it. <laughs> it's here somewhere. But yeah, I do. Uh, so the first relationship I think obviously is the Lorelei and Rory relationship.
0: Yeah. I feel that at the beginning, even though Lorelai like grew up there and what is the mother and was the strong one to, you know, put herself through, you know, all of the trials and tr- build herself
1: up, you know, work as a working mm-hmm. adult.
0: Uh, even that said that Rory was the grown up.
1: Yeah, she was uh yeah, I just talked about this on a I did a recording with another podcast the other day okay, and we just talked about
0: girls this. no. No,
1: God no. <laughs> Not about Gilmore Girls, about some really bad cheesy rom com movie, because that's what we do. Uh but no, but it was the same kind of thing. Like in that movie, it was like kid dad, you know, yeah. and this is like she's like the irresponsible adult, doesn't remember to get up to go get her dry cleaning, she can't set her alarm clock, like she just doesn't have food in the house. She doesn't cook. Like they just eat out three I, times a day. I don't. Mind How does that. she afford that house and eat out three times a day? Exactly. A little, and I've never seen him I've never, never, never seen pay for a meal. So they've got tabs all over town. So exactly. It's just all of that is
0: a is a little odd to me. I would love to like just be able to eat out every night, though. That would be awesome. But. Uh, I just, I can't I can't pinpoint what it is about this relationship. And the, and the whole series, it was a, we're best friends, we talk about everything, we feel comfortable with everything, and then one of us gets mad at the other, and we don't talk to each other for six weeks. It, you know, happens mm-hmm. every single season. Or, my life's going great, their life is a fuck-up. Rory's life's going great, uh, you know, whoever else is a fuck-up. It's just how it's been going.
1: Yeah, it's it's a weird relationship, and the fact that so many people really want to emulate this. I've seen, a, you know, I have a couple of friends that I've seen who like that. It's, you know, single mom and her kid and it's us against the world and you and me and a cup of coffee and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, first of all, you should have had a heart attack by now from the amount of caffeine that you are ingesting on a daily basis. And second, I just, ah, I mean, I'm good with the Single mom and kid against the world. Don't need no man. I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with it. It's just strange when that then relates into uh, we're best friends. And now the child is responsible for the parent. And I think that's where things start to go downhill. Yeah. And that's in like episode one. So, you know, it starts to, starts to unravel really
0: yeah. rather quickly yeah all right so we kind of get a, a little we had a glimpse of it but of course you know towards the end when Rory acts and does stupid things Lorelai then tries to take the high ground a couple of times and it was like mm-hmm. oh I'm just over this it's like by the way both of them shutting each other out when they're disagree with each other is not mm-hmm. mature I don't know why
1: we're supposed to be supportive of that type of uh, dialogue, a relationship. I No, it's manipulation and it's passive aggressive and it's all the things that you don't want and all the things that aren't healthy. But you will see throughout other relationships that Lorelai has specifically. That's just her mo. She is childish. You know, like she is perpetually sixteen years old. Yeah, and she uses the single mom thing. To, you know, when it comes to her advantage. But she's just childish, you know, she gets in a fight with Luke and she won't go in the diner for six weeks. And she gets in a fight with Max and then they're not talking and you get in a fight with this and you just run away. That was one of the things I was watching um, one of the episodes the other day. And I think it it was uh, Suki's wedding was Mm -hmm. the the last episode that I stopped on in this particular round. And it's like immediately, you know, Jess comes back kisses Rory she's still with Dean and she just immediately is like I'm going to Washington it's like this is how we handle our problems yeah. we don't we run
0: that's a very good point point. and and Rory I think is the worst runawayer but uh, mm-hmm. Lorelai because she's so obsessed with the town she won't leave she did leave Max the day of the wedding though so yeah. there was that <laughs> I know I I was disappointed I didn't get to see his reaction to that but it was probably because he was too expensive to have on another episode <laughs>
1: he was really cute yeah they both land some really really there is not a schlubby looking person on this show until you get to sean gunn as kirk oh i love sean gunn as kirk i love him as kirk i do but he's like the most plain person in the town if you will everyone else is either currently a supermodel or was formerly a supermodel because like when you get like Babette and miss patty Mm -hmm. like they're they're a little bit older they're the kind of gossipy you know, older ladies in town and they're, you know, very eccentric and flamboyant. But you know that in their heyday that they were the dishes, you know, yeah. like this, they were the the cat's meow in the day mm-hmm. and now, you know, less so, but they're, you, they're still fabulous in their own way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Let's see. What else? What other relationships do we have? I think we need to talk about Lorelai and Emily.
1: Yes. Yes. Because. You know, and it's really funny when I first started this show and I'm watching it, I was like, "Gilmore Girls." That refers to Lorelai and Rory. Yeah. But as you go through the show, and especially when you get into the revival, and we'll talk about that in the next show, is it's really Lorelai, Rory, Emily. Like she is the third Gilmore girl, and she is as much a part of all of this. Like I always, like I kind of saw her as like the B line, the B story through most of these episodes, because the A story was always whatever Rory Mm -hmm. and Lorelai were doing. But when you go back and rewatch them, you realize just how integral you know Emily is in this situation. And the relationship between Emily and Lorelai is really, it reminds me a lot, like me and my own mom, I Mm -hmm. love my mom to pieces. We are so much alike, that we just get on each other's nerves. Mm -hmm. Like we have a good three day tolerance of each other. And then it's kind of, I'll talk to you in a few weeks, like yeah. I peace you know I just can't because we're so yeah. much alike we're we're very stubborn, we're very strong, and I think you see that with these two women that they are they are so much alike, but neither one of them wants to admit that mm-hmm. they and and the thing you know as a psychologist, the thing that we hate the most in other people is ninety nine percent of the time the thing we hate the most in ourselves that we can't even admit is a problem, yeah so
0: yeah, the one thing that I th- see that's similar between the two of them is that they both need to be the center of attention. And that is a trait that Rory did not seem to actually get. She just happens to be the center of attention. But like anytime Emily says anything, even if it, if an outsider wouldn't see a problem with it, Lorelai would automatically take offense. 90% of the time so she was pissed off, I was like... That's not a big deal. Now, there were definitely ones where it was like, what the fuck? That's, you know, passive aggressive bullshit. But Mm -hmm.
1: but, yeah, and I think it's, you know, it's again, one of those things that you're like mothers and daughters, it's it's always a weird dynamic, especially when it's either an oldest child or the only child, because that's been that mother's focus her entire life, you know, her entire adult life has been about this child. And then when that child becomes a disappointment, as you do when mm-hmm. you run off with your newborn baby in the middle of the night and don't tell your parents where you've gone, don't come home for a year or whatever, that that's like heartbreaking, right? Yeah. And I think they, they get into that and explore it. And it comes later. But all the passive aggressive stuff that's been sitting around for the first 16 years of Rory's life is just, you know.
0: I, you I know. agree. I just, I really had a tough time though with that relationship because I, I saw that, uh, You know, Emily was exactly like that. She is, she's very, very obsessed with image. Lorelai is not obsessed with image, but she's, but both of them are so self-centered that they're not looking about it from the other person's point of view. And I don't think that they ever resolved that.
1: Um, I, not in the series. We'll say, we'll say not in the series fully, Uh, maybe later, but I will say one thing that, stands out to me a lot about Richard and Emily, who I love, by I the love way. I love them, too. And Edward Herman, having passed away before the revival, is just really heartbreaking. He was such a good part of that show. I love every episode that he's in. They just have more money than anybody has the right to. You know, it's just... I a, they can Like, I can just outright pay for an entire Yale education after paying for prep school. I bought you a car. We're going to buy you a house. Not even bat an eye at literally anything. And then... You know, Lorelai sees it that her parents are trying to control her with their money, but I think, and if you're looking at things from like old white people rich kind of standards, that's how they're showing their love and support. Like they don't know.
0: I think well, Emily was it using it to, Emily, but yeah. I think
1: I think if you look at it like generations past, you know, the parents went to work, they made money. And that's how they supported their kids. They may not have always been there for huggy feely time. Like, well, you know, all, you know, our generation and the one behind us has gotten a lot more of that. The older generations, that's what they did. I worked, I supported the family. Now I need a nap. And I think that's where Richard lives, right? Like yeah. I've, I've done all of this. I've made all this money. I can give you the lifestyle and anything that you want. Just don't ask me to talk about my feelings. Yeah. So I think it comes from a generational difference, um, and then this kind of old money kind of thing as well. Because even when his mother comes into the picture a couple of times, who is hilarious, she's uh-huh. played by Marion Ross, and I love it when Graham comes to town because she is a pistol and she puts Emily in her place, which is kind of awesome. both sad and fantastic like it's you you start to feel bad for her even though you've probably been irritated with her because of the way she's she is with her own daughter but I don't know. So I I think that you definitely can see that the money's trickling down cuz Gran is very tight with how she wants to do things and it's all about that. Richard's a little bit more relaxed but still fairly uptight. Lorelai less Rory dead. I don't even know. Like yeah, just Yeah. Well, it, well. I do like that about Rory
0: is that money doesn't seem to matter to her. However, it really is not an issue when you have money to have money matter. And really, so, you know, her grandparents are paying for everything. So even though she has to go to weekly dinners, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think she realizes how much money that is and how much work that is behind it. I don't think she can value that. And that's going to be a detriment to her because she doesn't really know what it is like to struggle.
1: Yeah. And I I always want to know where the fuck does she get her money from? Because she's always like, oh, dinner's on me, mom. I'm like, you're 16. Why is dinner on you? And where did you get money from? You only work sometimes part time at the hotel after school for eight minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And you're usually reading or studying at the time. Do you really get a paycheck for that?
0: I know it's it's really hard for me to be like proud of her for her accomplishments when she gets her money from else places like towards the end of the series. She's just living in Logan's house.
1: Like he's not even living there. She's just living on it. You know, exactly. It's like like, my boyfriend's house. I don't even have to pay rent, bitches. I know. It's you as- don't understand the struggle of the every person, the lame Kins of the world who are like, holy shit, how am I going to live in this apartment with my bandmates? And we're going to pay rent because I can't live with my controlling mother anymore. Yeah, I work two jobs and have a weird band. So,
0: yeah, I mean, that actually, by the way, though, Lane's little apartment with with two roommates does make Mm -hmm. sense. Like you can't afford to live on your own in Connecticut when you work as a diner waitress getting, you know, a tip twenty percent of a fifty cent cup of coffee is not a lot of money, right? so
1: <laughs> no, it's not you
0: know it's it's it does make it difficult to earn a living, and so I did like that storyline with her. I thought it was funny at the beginning, right?
1: I love Lane, I think she is. She is what I would have liked Rory to have been. I mean, not not the controlling Mrs. Kim part, but I love Mrs. Kim as well. Like she's she's a really fantastic mm-hmm. character. Like those two can act their asses off. Oh, right? I know. Mm-hmm. They they get the the drama, and you get the whole thing and the angst, and mm, you get it, and then you get the other two, and they're like la 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 la. They're just literally living in la la land. Yeah. They have no idea what the rest of the world is going through, and. I started to notice, because, again, when I first started watching this, I was like, oh, this is a cute little show, and I'm just Mm -hmm. watching it. And then I'm like, "Um, they're kind of mean. Like, they're very judgmental. They're constantly talking about people behind their backs and kind of shitty to people, to their faces. But those people, like, just have their heads so far up the Gilmore asses that they just don't seem to get it. I don't don't
0: know. I I think that it's – that." because she feels comfortable saying it to people's faces that and that it's not a bad thing but yeah very judgy
1: yeah really judgy and it gets worse as it goes on but uh Mm -hmm. yeah i i like uh, i really love emily gilmore
0: she's amazing
1: kelly bishop is a fantastic actress i adore her she's awesome she was very impressive in that Uh, I I think most of the
0: likeness about them is the dialogue. Unfortunately, I didn't feel like Rory delivered it well.
1: I felt like Rory was just reading it off of a script and Lorelai was acting. He gets better. Well, Lauren Graham is an accomplished actress and has been stage and whatever for a really long time. This was Alexis Bledel's first role. And I mean, I read a lot of these like 20 things only really good Gilmore fans will know or whatever. And it was like, there's a lot of things where, you know, she's not hitting her marks or they're having to literally, you know, you'll see Lorelai like take her shoulder and move her somewhere when they're talking. That's because that's where they were supposed to have been. So she was very, very green, very fresh, had not acted before. So she was learning as she went. I don't know if she's gotten any better. I don't watch anything else that she's been in, but I don't know.
0: Like, you know. I think they're all Hallmark shows.
1: Well, she's in that handmaiden's tale or whatever. Oh, it's I haven't called. watched now. that yet. I we'll, haven't watched we'll have it, to put that it on the list. Yeah, doesn't look like it's on my list, but I don't know. So she was very young and very new to acting. Everybody else was really older. One thing that's really interesting talking about Lane Kim is, uh, Kiko is the name of the actress. I don't remember her last name. Mm-hmm. She was really old. Like she was way older than uh rory or uh, alexis so she's playing a 15 or 16 year old girl she's 28 Ah. at the time and now i mean she's closer to lauren graham's age than she was to rory's age so it's it's very interesting to see somebody who is like that much older in real life who's playing this little teeny bopper kid and blowing it out of the park because she really got this you know you know i'm a i'm a Korean American. My parents want me to, you know, follow this certain path. You know, I can't go out after nine. I can't talk to boys. I can't, you know, I have to go to Bible camp and all this kind of stuff, just really strict upbringing. And she, you know, but being this wild child music aficionado behind the scenes, hiding shit under the floorboards in her house. And yeah, very, very good. Very well. Done. What,
0: what I loved about it was uh, when, when she got married and her uh, grandmother would have been like thinking that same thing about her mom, because her mom was a Seventh Day Adventist. And uh, and mm-hmm. that would be like, no, she's supposed to be Buddhist. And how dare she? And so she was hiding from her mom, just like she always did. You know, her mother. That is did. the
1: funniest episode. If you're not familiar with that episode, uh, basically she has like three different weddings. So they have the very traditional Korean wedding with the full gowns and the hands and the, you know, the big sleeves and the whole thing and the Buddha statues. And then the grandmother leaves, the whole wedding picks up and like runs to the sent to the church or something. And then they, they get married in the church. And then that group exits and then the rest of them, like the rest of the whole town shows up in the middle of the square and they have this like killer party with, you know, catering and whatever. So yeah, it's, it's just funny when you see these different generations who, you know, they're disappointed in their kids. But again, it's for the same things that disappointed their parents yeah. in them. So
0: I know it, it was really cute. And I really enjoyed that that aspect of it. And I also was glad that Mrs. Kim did approve of the marriage and they didn't get married uh, without her approval. Uh, yeah, not that it matters in the grand scheme of things. But I, I liked that part.
1: I have to say that when Dave left the band to go to school in California, i.e., get on another TV show, which is what happened, and then they they're looking for a new was a bass player, looking for yeah. a new bass oh, player. Oh, the guy remember? from Skid Row. And then all of a sudden, Sebastian Fucking Bach shows up, and who was like. A total crush when I was, you know, 14 years old or whatever. And you're like, holy shit, Sebastian Bach is now a fucking kill I know. It was so and funny. It was awesome. I love him in this show because he's like such a head case in the whole thing. He looks like he's a big fucking stoner, but he's super smart. He like owns a business, he's got a wife and a bunch of kids, but he's playing in a band with teenagers because,
0: yeah. Eh, and he's super sweet. I mean, it's just I liked his personality. I really liked that character. And I, I'm glad because I felt like we were missing some kookiness once Lane moved out on her own. And I think she yeah. add, he added that back in.
1: Yeah, I just I loved seeing him show. He's my favorite recurring character who kind of became like a main part of the show. Like, I just love him. He's, yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah.
0: Okay, so do we want to talk about boyfriends now?
1: Let's talk about boyfriends because both Lorelai and Rory have had a run yeah, of interesting by voices. the way,
0: it's like not one season did anybody go without having a relationship because God <laughs> forbid we have two women in a TV show that do not have some sort of attachment to a man.
1: I'm trying to figure out if the show would even pass the, <laughs> the Bechdel test <laughs> because they're always talking about dudes. Like, that's all they're talking no, about. No, I, I think it
0: does because I, they often talk about food. <laughs> oh well, you yeah, know. And if yeah, I could, if I yeah. could eat like that, that'd be so nice and look like that. There
1: is. Here's the deal. That is the most unrealistic part of this whole show. Right behind the coffee addiction is that there is no way that they could eat as much as they do because it's not just that they eat out every night it's they're eating out from like six different restaurants every night and they never seem to eat leftovers you ever notice that sometimes they'll like oh we should pull it and they'll sniff it and it's eight years old and they just don't drink yeah yeah first of all they're spending a hundred dollars a night easy on food and second they're eating it and they are staying skinny it and never it's, they're never like ugh I'm so bloated they're like ugh I'm so hungry how did we have room for all those you know gummy bears after we ate the pork rinds I'm like I, what is wrong with you like how do they not both have diabetes oh, and had seriously obese serious obesity issues the
0: only thing I can think is that they are cutting out the fact that they run for three hours a
1: day they don't because they've shown episodes where either one of them has had to walk more than a block or run for some athletic purpose reason. And they're complete wimps. Like, they are soft and pudgy, and they are not athletic at all. So, it's... I don't, I don't know. know. It doesn't make any sense. They are
0: seriously on some fenfen then.
1: Yeah, I think there's probably some of that being sprinkled on those cornflakes in the morning. <laughs> I know. They're like, ah. Anyway. That's, that's where the coffee comes in. The coffee hides the jitters from yeah. the fen-fen, blink- and... They blame it on the coffee. They're not really drinking it. And apparently Alexis Bledel hates coffee. So she was drinking Coke throughout huh. the whole series. So anytime you see her with a coffee cup, it's actually Coke.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> well, okay. So first, I guess the first relationship we were introduced to was Rory
1: and Dean. Mm-hmm. So Dean is the new boy in town. Yep. Dean is played by Jared Padalecki, who later becomes Sam
0: and he Brother them.
1: to Dean in Supernatural.
0: Yes, I think he's and a he's better. Adorable. I think he's a better uh, demon hunter than
1: <laughs> easy. Absolutely, yeah. every minute. You yeah.
0: know, he his art kind of changed. Right, he started out as being a hey, I'm intrigued that you're smart, and I you know really interest you. But he went to school, and he was smart on his own right. But then they ish- kind of. Ter-
1: Itch. Yeah, Dean, Dean kind of becomes dumb, or at least he starts to struggle a little bit. He's definitely not Rory's intellectual equal. Yeah, in her mind, for sure. I think he gets really intimidated by how much she reads and all this other stuff. But you're right, like it started out like, hey, I, you know, because he was a new kid in town. Mm-hmm. And he happened to like pass her somewhere and see her. So again, this is just that tongues falling out, rolling, whatever, like always. And, I don't understand it. I don't know if it was her Chilton uniform that got him. I really don't know what's going on. But no, she met him. She met him right when she was leaving Stars Hollow High. That's right. Because she went mid semester.
0: Because she almost decided not to go to her dream school because of a boy that she met 12 hours earlier.
1: Right. You were like, hmm. Yeah. Although that does actually sound like a 16 year old decision. Well, you know what it sounds
0: like? It sounds like something Lorelai would do.
1: It's 100% something Lorelai would do, because Lorelai never would have agreed to go to the prep school in the first place. She did, was in the prep school, and she, dro- like, dropped out of high school.
0: Yeah, she would do stupid things, though, to ruin
1: her life because of a boy, you know. Oh, yeah, of course, oh, yeah. of course. Well, the whole Christopher arc, we'll get to that. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so Dean comes into the picture, and he's very sweet. sweet. Dean starts out very sweet he is loving, he is attentive even though she is a shitty girlfriend. She's not even really like she doesn't even know what's going on. Doesn't she's not paying attention to the signs and the cues and they go on their 3 month date and he's like, "I love you." She's like, "Thank you." Yeah. Can you drive me home now? Like now we broke up. <laughs> I'm like, "Uh what?" like <laughs> Yeah. Like and and it seems from that that point, that's where the flip with Dean comes, right? Yeah, because now he's been jilted a little bit, and he kind of sees the cracks. But he's still on that Rory crack. I don't really understand why, because he could pretty much screw any girl in that school if he wanted to. Yeah, I, I mean, there's you know twenty five thousand kids in this town, though you never see them outside of the high school scenes.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I th- like you know. Towards the end, though, he was all, "Hey, small town is fine," and blah blah, blah. I'm like, "You're not even from this town. Why are you no, so not
1: from this town? Just get out. Go yeah. to school. Do something. Be a be a grown up." Anyway, so yeah, their their relationship starts to get a little more. You know, she he start. I think it's more he starts to notice she's very self centered. But then we have new boy move to town. This seems to be her mo. New boy moves to town. Now she's interested because Jess, who is dark and mysterious, and played by that guy from that show that everybody's watching. Omg, and
0: I'll talk about that show another time. Anyway,
1: I have not seen it yet, but I need to. And uh, so anyway, so Milo comes in playing De- uh, Jess, and Jess is Luke's nephew, and he's trouble. He smokes. Ooh, he is trouble because he. I don't know, he just looks like a hood, I guess, in Taylor Dosey's mind. Because Taylor Dosey seems to think he owns this town, but he doesn't. But I love him because he's hilarious. I I really love all of the major, like all of the other characters outside of these two.
0: That's how I feel about, yeah. I I love every other
1: character except for the main two. And and
0: I'm not a big fan of Jess. Uh,
1: I... I go back and forth because I think that Jess Jess was interesting for Rory because, again, she is still dating Dean. Jess comes into town, of course, somehow walks across the Rory crack and tongue rolls, heart, heart eyes, but he's a bad boy. So he's not going to let it show and he's going to do stupid Boy things when boys like girls, so they punch them in the arm and run away, or pull their hair, or stupid. lose their books, or destroy their cat, whatever it is something stupid, you know, and immature and probably mildly sexually harassing in some sort of way to show they like you. And she's somehow now biting into this Kool Aid because he's a little bit more of a multi dimensional person as opposed to Dean, who is very very one dimensional as a character. He yeah. is not written super well. He doesn't have a lot of complexity going on, which I think is why I like him a lot better in supernatural. Cause he's a lot more layers and shit going on. This is just, this is just this dopey kid in this school. Who's in love with this girl. He's followed around like a puppy dog. New guy comes to town. Now Dean gets a real big personality change and starts become selfish, controlling asshole boyfriend who you know gets his nose bent out of shape if she doesn't call him on time or if she looks at somebody or has a conversation
0: well you yeah. know in his defense she clearly had a thing for him and he was holding yeah. on for it because he should have broken up with her the minute she oh, yeah. kept just uh can't keep can't concentrate on you at all and mm-hmm. everything is about and and Whenever he started, she started to lie about hanging out with him. So obviously,
1: a big red flag.
0: Yeah, he should have broken up with her. And honestly, the fact that he didn't makes me think of much less of him.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is he's he's a pretty one-dimensional character. So they bring Jess in, and Jess is a little bit more layered because he's not a dumb guy. Everybody thinks he's just going to be this thug, this little town rascal, or whatever. I mean, he's not a stupid kid. He's smart. No, he's no, he reads he's stupid like in the sense does.
0: that like, oh, I'm going to drop out of school and work at the Walmart. I'm, you know, he's just a <laughs> well, stupid again,
1: thing. He's not stupid. He's just making really bad teenage life decisions. But no, so he comes in. He's a little bit more interesting. He reads the same kind of stuff that she's into. He can converse with her more on this level. But I think he's just... He's just a little more fiery for her than Dean. Dean has been the super sweet boyfriend, sappy to a point of nauseam. Jess is a little bit more of the guy that you'd want to screw behind the tree and never tell anyone about it and move on. I don't know. I was glad when he <laughs> left. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was glad when he I left don't, too. I, but, I, but again, it was more like, I think Dean and Jess could both do better than Rory like they they could absolutely move on and do way better yep i agree so i think the next big relationship because we'll get to logan a little bit yeah he's further Just, down yeah he's he's yale years he's you know she's got like four seasons between this dean and jess business
0: speaking of that now let's, hmm? let's talk about uh rory's relationship with harvard versus yale Like, Um, why? She's just like, this is where I want to go for the rest of my life, the whole time, the whole time. And then she's like, oh, you know what? It contractually looks better if I go to Yale. So there we go. I go to Yale.
1: Well, it's like Grandpa says he'll pay for me to go to Yale. So I'm going to Yale. I'm like, yeah, that was a weird flip. I've always wanted Harvard. I've never wanted anything but Harvard. I'm not even going to apply to anywhere but Harvard. And then all of a sudden, Yale like eh, I know it's convenient it
0: really seemed very unusual that she just like just changed her mind after eight seasons or whatever it felt like uh of us waiting for her to go to Harvard
1: it almost felt like she didn't go to Harvard because Paris didn't get into Harvard you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. that's when Paris, it was after Paris had her meltdown when she found out she wasn't accepted. Yeah. But she did get accepted like 12 other Ivy League schools. So, you know, wah, wah. Yeah. And it is like, um, well, I guess I, I shouldn't go there either because it might hurt her feelings or I don't know. Something. I don't it, know. Seemed, it seemed like a dumb decision. Now, she may have finally just gotten the opportunity to go and really look into it and find it's a better school or it's more in line with what she wanted to do. I don't know, but it did seem very weird and out of place.
0: Yeah, I found it that way, too. Okay, yeah. so, so now, who was our first people that Lorelai started dating? Max, I guess, was the first one,
1: right? Yeah, I think he Max was the first. I mean, Christopher, she talks about from the beginning, but you don't see him until later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a, maybe two different actors play him just from the first start. But, uh, no, so I think Max Medina, her... Uh, Rory's teacher at Chilton is the first one that Lorelei starts dating. Um, although it's pretty clear from episode one that Luke is totally into Lorelai. I know. And yeah. 100% of the town, including Lorelai, knows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just either doesn't care or she's completely oblivious. Like she's just or using it to her advantage for free coffee. I don't know. You can tell he's totally digging her. And she's just like, la, la, la. And you're like, fuck, just get together. I'm sick of this. Yeah. But yeah. So she starts dating Max. And Max is a good guy. He's a nice guy. He's a smart guy. They have chemistry, whatever. And they decide they're going to get married after, I don't know, what, 12 minutes? I don't even yeah. know how long it was in the series. It was series. Quick, like, Yeah. It was very quick. Uh, it may have been towards the end of the first season, but I'm not, I can't remember. Yeah. So then, you know, they've got wedding plans going and they're getting married tomorrow. And all of a sudden she shows up in Rory's room and she's like, we have to go. We have to go now. So, again, running is our answer for everything.
0: Yep i know i i did like though that was when that be- right before that broke up was when emily went to the bachelorette party and t- talked about the sweet moment before she got married that she felt really safe when she put her wedding dress on and that's mm-hmm. what uh convinced Lorelai to uh that she didn't
1: feel safe like that and well because the person she ran to call and talk to when she was drunk wasn't max it was christopher that's
0: because Lorelai's fucking stupid
1: Anyway. She is stupid, and uh, we'll get to Christopher. But yeah, so she she basically bails on Max. She and Rory get in a jeep, and they spend the entire episode lost and just driving in circles for no good reason. Think they go to a bad B and B full of cats and old people and shit, and uh, it's just it's just not good. Like it's just she's so selfish. She, I know. she doesn't even call him. She doesn't. I know. I think she makes Suki tell him, you know, just like, really? Yeah, I didn't Mm -hmm. feel that Max
0: deserved that end. And if she was feeling that distracted, they should have given us kind of a better indication earlier Mm -hmm. in it. And I didn't get that feeling at all. Like, no, they did like the episode before they broke up. They made Max say a couple assholey things. And I was like, are they trying to split them up? And yep, that's what they did. Mm hmm. Yeah,
1: it's, it's tropey. The yeah. show is tropey as fuck if you listen to our, our tropes and cliches episode. Cause yeah, it's,
0: it's got it all. Let's go ahead and stop for a second and listen to a promo for one of our podcast buddies. And we'll get right back to you. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine. And, and we make up the Cutaways, Cutaways, Cutaways podcast. podcast. We're watching the good, the bad, and the essentials of the romantic comedy genre.
1: So far, we've fallen in love with Cary Grant, met up with our terrible friend, pal Joey, and had the desire to run our fingers through Patrick Dempsey's hair.
0: Join our slumber party for your ears every other week brought to you in stereo from our blanket fort in hollywood california
1: you can find and subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, stitcher or your favorite podcatcher our digital blanket fort
0: can be found at thecutaways.com if you are the social butterfly types you can also find us on twitter facebook and instagram as at cutaways podcast bye all right now we're back yep. <laughs> our next the next relationship in chronological order for Lorelai I guess because like this whole time it's you know Rory's in the background bouncing between Dean and Jess for some unknown reason and um that uh is that Christopher comes back to
1: town right yeah and Christopher is Rory's dad and he has been for the last 16 years I think out in like California he's just been out being irresponsible and not a grown up in any way. And he starts coming back around just before I think he came just before Lorelai and Max get engaged or maybe right after they got engaged before the marriage gets called off cuz that's probably one of the things that bolt, you know, caused her to bolt. Yeah. Because I I really believe that she was seriously sitting there single for 16 years waiting for Christopher to get his shit together to show up and be father and husband. And she just always thought that was the way. And they've said it a couple of times. Like, that's just kind of what they thought would happen. That they would end up in the same place at the same time. And that would work. And Rory is their kid. And it's it would just be golden. So, after she and Max break up, she ends up having mm, sort of more of a flirtation, I guess, with Christopher. And then, right as it looks like it's about to get into something, he's like, oh, well you know, I'm moving to Boston and I've got this girlfriend named Sherry and we just moved in together. And she's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. So then they don't talk for like six months. And then he shows back up and Sherry has moved along or whatever is about has to leave him like they're separating their households or something like that yeah like they you know he doesn't think he's going back this is this is the episode of suki's wedding by the yeah. way that they mm-hmm. do this. so uh she's like well why don't you just hang out here if you don't have to rush home to her and he's like okay i'll stay at the inn oh you're downstairs at the inn decorating in your bathrobe at three in the morning let's fuck yeah and they do <laughs> so then, you know, the next day and they're all happy about it and holding hands and kissing in front of the whole town and Emily and Richard show up and they're thrilled because they've, you know, they've not wanted nothing more than for her to marry Christopher since the second, you know, she got, you know, Lorelai, you know, Lorelai got pregnant and they're all happy and they're excited. And then he gets a phone call that his girlfriend is pregnant And now he's got flashbacks to how he wasn't there for Rory and for Lorelai when she was pregnant. And so now he has to go back and do the honorable thing, even though it's not what he wants to do at all. I'm like, you know, you can still be a supportive dad and not be with the person if you're not actually in love with them anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, he didn't, um, he didn't seem to know how to do that the first time around. So I think that that's why he
1: felt like the first time he was 16. Yeah. Who knows that at 16? I mean, that's not, I mean, honestly, even if your parents are rich and you don't really have to worry all that much about finances, who knows how to be a husband at 16? And what are the odds that, you know, encouraging 16 year olds to marry is going to be a good plan and going to be a lasting idea?
0: I know, which is what the Gilmores did. And Mm -hmm. so, and good on Lorelai for not accepting that as a solution. Yeah.
1: Like, while I may not agree with the runaway in the middle of the night thing, because I think that's childish. Especially with uh, it. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't have gotten uh, married to some guy at 16 because I got pregnant. So.
0: Exactly. Anyway, then Lorelai is heartbroken. And it was really hard to connect with her heartbrokenness on this Mm -hmm. because I really wasn't invested in chris he just showed up this is what happens on these series where they're just like let's just plop somebody in give him chemistry make him break up or let's just plop someone in have somebody else kill him and then somehow you're going to want revenge for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and you're
1: like but we just met them i know like i'm not i don't care he's been around for one episode and wasn't he a different guy in the last one like yeah, it's it's really hard to connect with Christopher. As you go through the series maybe a little bit more, but he still never really seems to grow up to me. Like he's he's a good-looking guy, I'm not going to lie, but I eh, I don't know. Like and he's not a very good dad to Rory. Yeah. Like he's not around, he doesn't know her, he doesn't really know how to connect with her and she's, you know, at at some point, well actually when this happens, she's pretty much done with him for a good long while as well there's a couple of times where she kicks her dad to the, to the curb. Cause she's just tired of his bullshit. Yeah. But you know, we'll, we'll come back to him again because after that, uh, I guess she started dating. Oh, it was that friend of her dad or like the oh, son of a yeah. friend. Digger. Uh, what's that his name? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. They called a digger. They call him digger. Yeah. Digger. So digger is the son of her dad's, Bus- boss. Yeah, and her dad band. had just been forcibly retired. And so they were super pissed that this digger is coming around. But then it turns out he's going to go into business with Richard. They're going to become partners. And so, of course, he and Lorelai start sleeping together because that is what you do is you screw your dad's business partner. Well, that's the, the reason
0: why is because she always tried to get back at the her parents. So she would always do things to fuck with them. I just don't understand her pettiness.
1: She's a spiteful child yeah. is what she is. She's a 30 plus year old child, yeah, woman child in this case, which we don't see a lot in movies. So I guess, you know. Good for her for taking on a dude's role for once. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so she has a relationship with Digger oh, can, for. Can we talk about Digger really
0: quick, though? He yeah. he's he such a light sleeper that um, <laughs> he asks her to stay over, but he has like a secondary room. And yeah. this, he's room- like,
1: you, you can sleep in the second master bedroom because I can't actually sleep physically with someone
0: yeah and and by the way i'm uh, i that is actually completely understandable however this room was very feminine in comparison to the rest of his house this room this is
1: his fuck buddy room is what it is Yeah, he had
0: an interior designer come in to make his girls i want to spend the night with but don't want to spend the night with
1: room okay this this is probably what inspired the whole 50 shades of gray and how his house was set up with the not the you know, sex dungeon room, but how he has the room for the subs and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Weird.
0: I just thought I found that uh, I would have been
1: like, I am out of here. I'm like, listen, I get it. If we're not going to be like in rooms together on a long-term relationship, but when you're having your first one night stand with somebody, it should really not be kicked to the door. The second you walk out, you may as well just give somebody cab fare at that point.
0: I know. I thought that like, if you don't have anything to do tomorrow, maybe you can just deal with a little insomnia for a second, right? Like a pill, but I, the love. I could see in the future, like the second or third time say, look, you know, look, we have a relationship. I want you to be here in the morning, but I have to sleep in a different room. And then I think you'd understand that a little more than like literally 15 seconds after they finished having sex. He's like, okay, now get into this other room. Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah, it was like weird. there was no time between the two. It was a really no. big red flag. I was like, okay. Well wait,
1: didn't weren't they actually having sex in that room? Or did she get led no, to that no. room? No, he can't remember to, now. he
0: just no, he showed her that, you know, you okay. will really like okay. this room. And she and she liked it too. It looked like it had a lot of nice options and things. But nonetheless, that's something yeah. it's you know very
1: weird. That's something rich fucking people do right there. Yeah. Like I've got a whole extra room that I have dedicated just to my people who spend the night. I'm like, that's bizarre. Yeah. And I'm bizarre. not talking overnight guests. I'm talking, you know, yeah. one night stands, et cetera. Weird as hell. Okay. Very strange. Sorry. There's so I- a weirdo. So they have a relationship. That's not a very healthy one. Half the time they're hiding it from her parents because, you know, she's, he's working with her dad. And then after what seemed like a pretty short period of time, month, six weeks, tops, uh, his dad has basically threatened to sue him and cut him off and take all his clients and business and whatever. And so he just bails and leaves Richard high and dry and right. therefore loses his relationship with Lorelai.
0: Oh, no, no, no. Because the, There's no it, it, way
1: you can continue a relationship with somebody after they fucked your dad. over. No, no.
0: It's the opposite. Richard fucked him over. Richard, well, I think they, well, went back I think to business was a, with his I was dad. Gonna double
1: cross, I think he got double crossed. Is what happened? Yeah, but Richard, Richard did the, it, and then no, you know, Richard like, actually
0: yeah. did the double crossing. That's right. and you're went, right. And went yeah. back to work with his dad as a partner and then blackballed uh the son digger and then yeah that was kind of shit digger sued him and then that's when she's like i can't be with you because you're suing my dad and it was like well your dad really fucked him over so i don't know if that's really gonna be your line that you need to draw but whatever uh, yeah. <laughs> i mean that was the only one that i thought was fine like i thought yeah. <laughs> He, I thought him suing him was a very reasonable thing to do because Richard. Well, I think that's what you have to
1: do. I mean, yeah. when somebody has taken your life savings and just screwed you over, then that's exactly what you have to do legally. So,
0: yeah. Especially all you can do. when he said, "You want well, let's pick up and go somewhere else. And she's like, no, because of my dad and I'm here and stuff. And I'm like, well, I understand blood is thicker than water. That's a saying that people say. But. I did feel. <laughs>
1: that, <laughs> it's also true in physics. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, yeah, that's a that's a viscosity thing. I got gotcha. you, yeah. but um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like that was actually a dick move
1: by Richard.
0: And if oh, ri- of course it was. And, and if, if Richard- you
1: really showed that he had that cutthroat business, because up until then, we've really only seen him in kind of dad-grandpa mode. Like, we really haven't seen him at at work. Yeah. And when we have seen him at work before that, like when she was having to set his office up because he doesn't know how to get a secretary and his other secretary wouldn't leave on a whim, uh, and Lorelai has to set it up for him, but he seems fairly incompetent at any type of menial thing. Yeah. He mm-hmm. doesn't know how to answer a phone or turn it on, you know, forward a phone or sharpen a pencil you know those kind of normal things that humans do yeah yeah
0: oh well anyway so but that was the next relationship and i think have we met logan yet for rari
1: no not yet i think she's still at the end of chilton so she's probably still dating jess at this point yeah i don't know i do or jess is about to take off is you know kind of the
0: yeah, it's stupid. I mean, I'm sorry. I did not like the Jess storyline because Jess did everything to push her away while claiming he wanted her.
1: But again, I see. I used to see guys do that kind of shit a lot. So yep. it's not an unrealistic thing that happened, like some of the other stupid shit that happens. But I don't know. I, it's not a comfortable line, no. you know. Like everything about Jess was uncomfortable.
0: That's a, that's that's a very good way to put it. Like. You didn't know if he would just, on a whim, like destroy his life and maybe take her with him,
1: right? You Crash know. her car into a tree and then run away. Say, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's his whole person and storyline. Like I said, I I liked him, but it was very uncomfortable to watch. And when you're watching these type of shows, you're kind of more into the comfort than the discomfort. You're not watching yeah. it for that. So when you get these heavier storylines where it's it's a bit more awkward like that and just makes you question and you know yeah why am i under yeah i don't get it Um, so i think that was it i was just I was uncomfortable with the Jess situation.
0: Yeah. I had the hardest time with the Jess situation um, because I knew Milo from heroes and I knew him from this is us as Jack. And he is a wonderful human being in both shows. (laughs) And then you see this little brat kid and I'm like, Mm -hmm. Jack, what are you doing? Like, really?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I really like him. He, uh, he actually plays himself in, uh, Con Man, that Uh sci-fi series with Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's only in like one episode, but that his episode is hysterical and he totally screws Alan Tudyk over. And I don't know, it's really funny, but I I just, I, I like him a lot. And I think that's why I wanted to like Jess, but I just had a really hard time with it, though. I think of the three, he's probably my favorite. So. All right. Okay. anyway. So I I guess now we're probably moving on to like Lorelai and Luke, right? Are we finally getting to them?
0: And that's how all of us felt. Are we finally getting to Lorelai and Luke?
1: They were so will they, won't they for the whole thing. And it was really funny when they did start dating. The town was like already taking sides on who they would be friends with once they broke up. And they they knew it wasn't going to last because Luke was in it for the long haul. And Lorelai is an immature dickhead.
0: Yes. I did love the part that she got found. They were going to keep it secret. And then she went downstairs
1: in his shirt with no pants on to right get coffee. In the middle of the fucking diner. Like, during, uh, during breakfast rush. Like, it's like, dude, that diner opens at like 4.30 in the morning. So she like, realized he had coffee right there.
0: <laughs> and she was like... Uh, um, I didn't think anybody would be there. And he's like, you know, it opens even if I'm not there. Like we, I have people work for me. I'm allowed to go to the bathroom every once in a while and let the place right. run.
1: Like Caesar pretty much runs this place. I'm just standing here with a ball cap for no reason. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I love Luke. I love him so much. I know. And From the minute he's there, but then you're also like, it's, it's same thing with like Dean and with Jess. I'm like, he's not she's not good enough for him. Like he needs somebody better. And then he finds somebody else, that weird lawyer lady. And then that was weird. I don't know. It's Like they just had that on again, off again thing through the whole thing. And this is that trope that we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Like just fucking get together and be happy. Yeah. Or don't get together and break up and then deal with it not the will they won't they will they won't they? i'm like oh you're tugging with me and make me making me uncomfortable so stop it yeah fuck him already my god
0: exactly so i was very happy when they got together and i thought there was like really cute moments when they did and i was just like my heart was so happy
1: and uh like I said, she'd been dating him for four years. She just it's, didn't know it. Yeah. I mean, he was showing up at her house in the middle of the night to fix things and re-roof the thing and, you know, pave the driveway. God knows what else. I mean, he's like, he built her a hoopah for her wedding to Max, and it just yeah. sat in her yard for five years. Like,
0: yeah. y'all have been
1: together for a really long time, and everyone but you knows it.
0: Yeah, so. and she really used him. Like, she oh, just yeah. let Horribly. him let him do everything for her. And, you know, and, you know,
1: she did to him exactly what she told Kirk. She didn't want to do to him. Yeah. Like lead him on, string him along and take him for whatever. And I'm like, mm, mm.
0: so angry. Yeah. So, they, so th- that was when we first, when they first kind of got together, already Luke had to leave to go help his sister out at the Renaissance festival, which was just adorable. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that. And my favorite I love part Liz. was... she's in, Again, all these ancillary characters, I love them. Liz and whatever that guy's his, name her, is yeah. that she was with. I love them. They're hysterical. Yeah. And I love Luke and his relationship with her. And then, you know, as soon as he gets back from that, uh, he finds out he's got this daughter. So that was weird. Mm-hmm. And But then he's not going to tell Lorelai about it, yeah, which is also so weird. Yeah, so that's I'm weird.
0: Like, it's like... It, so we had a season full of happiness, like I almost happiness, right? So they get together, yep. and it was really cute because he called and left a voicemail like, hey, I've got to be gone for two weeks, but I don't want you to think yourself
1: out of this. Like, wait, you know, because he knows but, her. And also, they got together and were sublimely happy during the exact moment when Lorelei and Rory were having their big row when Rory drops out of Yale. Yeah. She gets together with Luke, I think, to take her mind off of Rory. No, so no, she's th- super well, that happy, was but then she's was still sad she got, the whole time. No,
0: see, I th- you're skipping a season here. So, Am I? Th- yeah, because there was a season that they were very, very happy, and then Emily tried to get Christopher to go out with them uh, to to interrupt it because he was like, she's like, she likes the diner guy, and 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 was really snobby and looking down on it. She goes, Christopher, you need to get in there, and. No big deal. Christopher tried to get in there. It didn't work out. But uh, Luke found out and Lorelai found out and then Luke decided and then Emily went to Luke and said, you know, you're not good enough. And so he actually left uh, Lorelai alone because he didn't want to interrupt with her family because I don't know. He
1: thought that was. a. But isn't that when she shows up and like asks him to marry her?
0: No. Well, this is. uh, No, this is uh, because I got to watch it again. I went through, like, I wouldn't go to sleep because I'm like, they have to get back together. (laughs) You're like,
1: I have watched 47 episodes in a row. Do
0: it, Jesus. I know, because they were together and I was happy. And so it was like over the course of a season and they were happy at the very beginning. And then like, you know, seven episodes in the middle, they were all broken up and he was ignoring her because the mom said. Then finally, when... um, and, and she wasn't talking to her mom as a result of it. And then she went to Luke and said, never mind, I was wrong. Go and be with her. And then Luke went and kissed her on the porch.
1: No, It was yeah, very I sweet. I think it was like season five is when they get together. Season six, they break up. And season, season seven, they're on again off. It's like they're half mad. I yeah. don't know. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, so that's, season and, seven is its own thing.
0: Yeah. So that's when... And then they get in that argument um Lorelai and Rory over her dropping out of Yale because Rory for a very smart girl is dumb as a fucking rock because this is when
1: she stole the yacht wasn't it yeah she and Logan went to jail yeah yeah stupid
0: I mean just like when I was watching that I was just like Okay, so this season, it's I get to watch Rory be stupid for a season. Mm -hmm. Next season, I'll get to watch Lorelai be stupid for a season. I got really frustrated at the end of that. Those last two seasons were really frustrating for me. And if it would have ended with season five when they were kissing on the porch or whatever, I would have been much happier.
1: Yep. Agreed. Agreed.
0: yeah, well, yeah, they had
1: to run through the whole thing. And <sighs> but yeah, so the Luke situation, you know, gets resolved at the very end. Well, Spoiler yeah. Alert, yeah. They kiss. <laughs> yeah, they kiss.
0: But yeah, that was the thing. It's like she was getting in a fight with Rory and she was like, oh, Luke, marry me. And I was like, OK, that seems like a reasonable conclusion.
1: I know. And he's like, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amelia, here's the ring I bought you the day I met you 15 years ago. Yeah. Yes. I know.
0: He was just very, he was very, it was very uh, desperate and it was funny, but I, I enjoyed it. it. Was.
1: I, but I, I actually really liked having to watch her come to terms with needing to start groveling and apologizing because she had to do some growing. So that was, that was actually pretty good when that part happened.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. It doesn't laugh. You know, it happened. And then you know, then the writers are like, "Well, nobody can be happy, so let's go ahead
1: and make <laughs> Rory get Luke a love child." <laughs> yeah,
0: let's go ahead and make Rory get her head out of her ass, go back to school, and start dating a rich dude. And but now she's gonna live
1: in the she's gonna live in the pool house with her grandparents stupid. and throw lavish parties because she had the whole place redesigned with an interior It's like again, all of the things that Lorelei ran away from Rory is now running to and taking with no regard for yeah any you know like no real understanding of what any of it's worth,
0: yeah. And and doesn't and doesn't seem to care about continuing to go to school, which is absolutely ridiculous, because now you have a criminal record kid, you need a fucking degree.
1: Right. Well, and here she's, you know, Miss Smarty Pants book smart. And now she's just going to drop out and go to parties all night. Like what? Exactly.
0: Like the debutante life is not for her, but she was just running away from it. And I think that we all saw that. And she just didn't see it. Of uh, course. But when, um, but during this time, she's dating Logan, who is you know a rich kid that uh, really liked her for some reason. Again, you know, mm-hmm. and
1: she's the one Way that convinced him some- she liked him. That's how it works, of course. Oh, wait, totally. We totally skipped the the naked guy. Oh, I like the naked guy. She doesn't date the naked guy, but he has like a huge crush on her, as they all do. Mm-hmm. She is totally friend zoning him. Eight ways to Sunday. There's no and problem then with friends, but zones. like she all but makes out with Logan right in front of this guy. She is a total asshole to him. That's the kind of guy she should have been dating. To be I honest. know it really was. I think
0: they would have been fine together. Um, I mm. did have a problem with her being like, oh, we haven't been friends in so long. So what we need to do is we need to have like a party and hang out. And that was like he, you know. I've talked about this, this friend zone thing. I I hate the term friend zone, but if a guy mm -hmm. has feelings for you, you got to nip that shit in the bud. Right. Right. And she doesn't, she just lets it drag on.
1: Well, again, it's almost like the Luke thing. Like she's dating him. She's just not giving him anything. You know what I mean? Like she's spending all of her time with him and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be friends with somebody. But when you know that they're into you and again, they know it or they're so Self centered, that they just can't even see that these things like you're right, they need to nip it so that you can say, Hey, listen, we can be friends because I really, really want to be your friend, but it is not going to go anywhere romantically, like boom, done. Yeah, because when she's leading him on like that, and like they're hanging out all the time, and they're late dates and studies, and she's seen him naked, and all this other crap. And then it's like, oh, no, sorry, I'm going to go out with Logan Huntsberger because he's rich and you work at the coffee cart. Yeah, I know. It It just seems really petty from somebody who grew up in like a house that probably only had one bathroom.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I
1: totally think it only had one bathroom. And it was upstairs. There's no way they had a bathroom downstairs. No, Not in the house that old. Anyway, Mm
0: -mm. but... So Lorelai starts to, or Rory starts to get her head out of her ass. And then um, at the same time, Luke decides that he's going to hide the fact that he has a love child from Lorelai for some ungod-known reason.
1: Oh, because the mom told him. Yeah. Yeah, April Nardini's mother told him that he was not allowed to have Lorelai in her child's life. And so he just decided he would keep the whole thing a secret. Which I'm is like, which That's is stupid. A terrible idea. Y'all are terrible with secrets,
0: and you're also a terrible parent. That lady, <coughs> you know, it's, she's like, right. you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to let my uh, daughter see any kind of healthy relationship.
1: Well, what I would have told her, because listen, I get it. Like, as a woman, if you have a child and she's just getting to know somebody, you don't want her to be with somebody. But they were engaged; mm-hmm. they were getting married, and Luke, as a Beyonce, I mean, he doesn't have as much loyalty to this kid as he should have to the person he's going to be getting married to at this point, because he didn't know about her until yesterday. He should have said, listen, she is the, she's an important part of my life. We are committed. We are together, blah, blah, blah. This is not a fling. You know, I want to get to know April, but Lorelai's part of the packet. And it didn't have to be like, they're going to spend alone time together, but he really should have put his foot down and stepped up and, and fought for her to do that because by not doing it, he kind of chose one over the other. And, you know, I mean, yes, you always want to choose your kids, but again, he didn't know that kid till yesterday. Yeah. How much of a bond do you have with them? If it's only DNA, you know? Exactly.
0: And he, you know, and he claimed to be in it for the long haul and all dedicated to her and things like that. And obviously that wasn't the case and that's when i also when you know she <laughs> did find out about him uh about april and he said oh i've um uh you probably you know five months from now is a little early for our wedding would it be a, and she's like well we can postpone it and he's like can we and i'm like really luke you think yeah, that true. will make it better
1: I'm like you have been lusting after her since long before the show started, and now you're going to push it off. Like that is a terrible, terrible. That's anytime you start postponing and rescheduling and doing whatever, ain't going to happen. Just face it.
0: Yeah. Well, he and he, that was a complete dick move of Luke because I I didn't see it happening, and it's one of those things that's like um, you got to lock that shit down. But whatever, and.
1: It was so out of characteristic for the character, which is what I really found obnoxious and uncomfortable about that was that that is so not Luke, you know, and that was not the Luke. And then they like rewrote Luke to just become different Luke. And I didn't like it. So
0: I didn't either. I really hated it. And, um, The uh, how he was acting and then even when they went up to like that summer vacation in Yale or whatever, you know, the Hamptons (laughs) or wherever rich people go on vacation. um, He was being kind of a douche canoe up there and it just was like, this isn't Luke.
1: Yeah, it was like, I'm cold or it's it's boring here. There's fish. But it's like, shut up. Aren't you Mr. Outdoorsy? Like, really?
0: Yeah, it it seemed like he wasn't committed anymore. I they yeah. they wrote that into that character because that character was completely committed before and after this arc. It was just in the middle that it was stupid.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like he, he like wised up and saw her shit and realized how much that she wasn't into it and like started to give no shits as well. But, but again, that's not, that's not who he was. And I think throwing the kid curve in there was just kind of a, a last ditch effort for them to try to do something. Like, I think they just saw the writing on the wall that the show was coming to an end. Yeah. They're like, ah, let's, let's throw it up a little bit. We cannot have them get together before the absolute end of the show. Yeah. Which just wouldn't be fair. Yeah. I, I
0: do want to jump back really quick because, uh, we forgot about that Laura, um, that Dean got married, uh, to a girl okay. in that town. And, uh. And then, you know, they... Five
1: seconds after they graduated high school, he marries some girl from school that we've never seen, stays in town, and now Rory has to see him and his wife all over the place.
0: Yes. And then they run into trouble because they're newlyweds. They're young. They don't have any money, right? And they fight a lot. And so uh,
1: Rory just sleeps with Dean. Yeah, she, she loses her virginity to Dean married dean stupid and like it's calling him on his cell phone and the wife answers and hanging up like being a total side piece of trash yeah
0: and that that's what prompted a an argument because lorelei you know advised that that was a bad idea right
1: as as it is to and, fuck a married man yeah it's a and, bad plan
0: and to the point where i found that her conversation about it was very reasonable and mm-hmm. rory got super super defensive and didn't talk to her for 3 months yep that's that's grown up
1: yep always yeah well cuz she, again she knew she was in the wrong yeah nobody was like hey good move that's smart it's like um hi he's still married right he was married this afternoon when I saw him, he was married when you walked out of this place and did that. So mm? it's just like, he was my first love. I'm like, but he's married to somebody else. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now we all, when we're young and stupid, make bad decisions. Everybody has made some sort of decision that they regret. And they're like, "Mm, I'm not going to even remember that I did that because it was so bad. But that was like, That was so out of character for her. Now, I'm going to say I think that Dean probably would have done that. Yeah. Just because he was so kind of pathetic and desperately in love with her. And he only married this other woman, I think, to get, you know, to get even with her for going on and having a life and breaking up with him and dating Jess. Mm -hmm. So,
0: uh, yeah. And Luke is kind of at fault because Dean got really drunk on his uh, uh, bachelor party, ended up at Luke's. And it was like, why doesn't Rory love me? Blah, 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 blah. The night before his wedding. And Luke didn't say a damn thing.
1: Right. He should have been very much of the... Don't marry this other girl if you're, you know, still pining here or get your head out of your ass and stop thinking about her and move yeah. away. Move away from this fucking town where you're going to see her and the entire town loves her. And now they think you're the devil.
0: Yeah, the the town literally put her on an advertisement for the candy shop <laughs> without her permission because they love her so much.
1: That was the funniest episode.
0: She's like, I don't want to be
1: the queen of the ice cream shop. Jesus. Yeah. And they're like, you don't love Stars Hollow? And it's like, that's exactly how those small towns work. Yeah. It was funny.
0: All right. So, bad decision, which would, you know, her being stupid prompted Lorelai's life to get a little better. And and then every time that uh, Lorelai's stupid, then Rory's life gets a little better. Because it's like a seesaw like that.
1: Yeah, it has to be. They cannot possibly... Just be normal humans achieving life at the same time.
0: I know. It's, I just had a tough time with that. I was like, okay, so this is the the, the season that Rory s- screws up the whole season. And then the next season, oh, this is the season that Lorelai screws up the whole season. Okay. Right. Let's talk about Christopher. Oh, Christopher. Jesus. Yeah. So, so <sighs> Lorelai decided that her saying, oh, it's okay that we postpone the wedding to Luke. Was not good enough later. Instead of talking to him intelligently about her concerns, she just got drunk and uh, touted it off to the entire town. And then. Yeah, screaming at
1: him in the middle of the street.
0: Yeah, and then cries and and tells people they're still getting married because she doesn't want to tell them they're not. And then. she
1: hasn't returned anything. She hasn't changed the date. She hasn't canceled anything. It's like, um,. You're broken up, whatever, or you're in this fight, or you've pushed this off, or whatever. And then they, I don't remember what precipitated it, but they did have a big screaming row in the street. And that's when she leaves and shows up. Well, what, what, what she did
0: was instead of talking to him about these concerns that she had and saying it doesn't feel like you love me anymore and blah, blah, blah. Instead of saying that like a normal thing, she said, we need to get married now. I want to get married now. You're going to go with me and we're going to elope now because God damn it, right. we're getting married now. And he's like, no, I'm not ready to get That's You can't just spring this on me. OK, let's you know, let's think about this. And she's like, no, you have to know now. And then she goes and sleeps with uh, Chris because he wouldn't give her an answer that moment. Stupid. Yep. See? She just made a stupid. childish. Exactly. And then the next morning, guess who's at her front doorstep ready to go on a lope because Luke realized it, but he needed maybe 30 seconds to think about it. But he's like, oh, you know what? Sorry, you fell on someone's dick that quick. But, well, okay.
1: Well, as you do. I mean, <laughs> you always have backup dick just waiting around. I'm like,
0: really? yeah. Mine's on speed dial. <laughs> speed dial four. Although, I've,
1: I've got to say, I think my favorite Just little twingy moment out of the whole show is Luke showing up on Christopher's doorstep, punching him square in the face and just walking away. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm just I we've settled this now like men. I have punched you out. You have fallen to the floor. We are done. And it just and that was great. And then I'm just like, "Fuck you, Lorelai." Like, I don't even want to see things from your point of view. Just shoot me over to Luke's apartment and put the camera there, because that's all I want to see.
0: I know. I was I was over it at that point. Um. So then, you know, because they pissed off all of their audience, uh, right? <laughs> then they're like, you know what, Lorelai should marry
1: Luke or marry Chris. She's just gonna go to. They're gonna go to Paris, and she's just gonna marry him in Paris, and not even tell Rory. Exactly. Like, Whoa.
0: and by the way, Chris. Um, that was like the rape of marriage. like you're like, well, you're we this far along. How about just the tip? you know
1: that type of thing <laughs> that is so true oh my God.
0: <laughs> he like he forced her to marry him, basically, which was very rude because she did the exact opposite to him. She did not want him to feel forced to marry her, and so at the sixteen years ago,
1: right so. <laughs> sorry that was really funny but yeah no you're right and and you're watching this as the shit show it is because you can look at them and see that even though we're walking around in our product code and just happy 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 we're not in love at all they are living in some kind of 16 year old fantasy world because she's you know she's i guess in love with luke and he's Just twelve and immature and whatever. It's just not, you know, it's just not going to last. I mean, from the the argument of I'm going to put a flat screen TV in here, and she's like, No, you're not. Why would we want a TV that's larger than a bread box? Because that's insane. We like our little black and white tube TV. Come on, yeah. You just know it's going downhill from there. And that that I guess is the beginning of season seven. And I guess even season seven is when the original writers or the original directors left the Mm -hmm. show. And so now they've just like that whole, that whole season just blows nuts. Yeah. It is terrible. Everything about it is awful. It's all angsty. There's like no exciting. The only thing that's exciting or happy. I think that's around the time that Lane has her twins. Yeah. That was cute. I actually thought that was hysterical because she told Rory, she's like, we did it one time and it was awful. I'm never doing it again. Totally her mother. Mm-hmm. She like totally turns into Mrs. Kim. Cause you know, Mrs. Kim never once did it after having Lane. Like yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. That's what she said. That was funny. <laughs> and I'm like poor, poor Zach. <laughs> He's a really good guy. Yeah, he Her was husband. a he was a super good guy. He was totally the shaggy of that Scooby Gang, but he he turned out to be a really good guy. Mm-hmm. I liked him. And you know what's
0: funny is like his character in True Blood. I watched all these episodes. I had no idea they were the same character because like that
1: dude got old like fast. Just so you know. <laughs> mm, well, if you live, you know, he kind of looks like he might be the kind of guy who would live a hard life, but. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we come down to the end of it. Rory is looking like she's actually going to graduate Yale. Maybe she'll get a job somewhere. Logan has, you know, moved to London and they are, you know, Skype romancing or flying back and forth every once in a while. And she's living in his apartment for free for no reason. And yeah, I don't know bunch of ridiculousness moralize, i know i needed to find angsty. a trust fund kid
0: that would move away that i could just live in their house that'd be awesome
1: that would be amazing are you kidding me I would squat
0: especially all that house oh it's beautiful i couldn't afford the mm-hmm. utility
1: bills on those things Mm-mm. Yep. nope but she didn't have to pay that so she could do what she wanted yep because it's rory and she's never had to work for anything in her entire fucking life nope uh yeah. So she's having, you know, she's doing her thing. She's getting ready for graduation, trying to decide what she's going to do. Is she going to go on to graduate school of some kind? Is she going to try to get a job as a journalist? Is she going to run off and be with Logan? What's going to happen? Lorelai is in, you know, ending things with Christopher and passive aggressively walking past the diner and side eyes and all this stuff. And, you know, so it's coming down to the end and we're getting to like Laurel or uh, Rory's graduation. And I guess did Logan asked her to marry him, I can't yeah, really remember At the
0: graduation party in front of all of the family.
1: So it made it super awkward. Yeah. So she's like, mm, no, uh, thanks for that, though. And uh, so he just kind of walks away. And that's that. And then she gets a call that's like, hey, uh, we want you totally unknown Yale reporter who has no experience whatsoever to go on the r- campaign trail with Barack Obama, who's running for president as part of the press corps. Like, yeah. well, that's the most not going to happen internship after you're graduation to ever happen but whatever yeah
0: well i mean it was it was a web magazine and back then web magazines were not as big and influential as they are now
1: no but i'm saying like that's that's your first job out of college is getting on the campaign trail with the guy who becomes president really yeah that'd be awesome um but uh so you know again everything everything comes up roses for rory but she has to leave earlier than she anticipated so the whole town has been planning they have a big party and now they're not gonna be able to have the party. But oh, you know what? Luke decides to get the whole party together overnight because he's awesome and is secretly Rory's actual dad because he's always been there. Yep. And so then they the whole town surprises her with this going away party as she's flowing, you know, driving through town and of course it's raining, the whole thing. Can't have the ending without rain and grandparents show up. <laughs> Yeah. And this is when Lorelai runs runs to Luke's and kisses him and the show ends. Yeah. Wow, wow.
0: Yeah, because she finds out that Luke arranged for the whole thing and, and stayed up all night sewing them a tarp. Um out it was, of sleeping bags. Yeah. That was cute. It was
1: that was super sweet. That last episode was very cute. Uh and I quite it was, liked but it. But I still found it to be a really unsatisfying end. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like it was yeah. still I uh, just I need a little bit more than that. So I know. But I did like that we got a lot of the town in there because the town is the best part oh, about the show. Y- exactly. Yeah. That town, I want to live in that town mm-hmm. all day, every day, because apparently you don't need to have to actually have a job to live there nope. or be able to afford to live there and do all of these things. I have never, I've never seen a town that is so interested in festivals and decorating and everything starts like the whole town is, a, I think it's a cult.
0: I don't. It it must be because I don't understand. Like, obviously, they get their tax revenue comes from all of those people. Because although they claim to be a tourist place, you never see tourists. It's never crowded.
1: Very rare. The only place you ever see tourists is at Mrs. Kim's antique shop, and it's always like one person. Yeah, weird. I'm like weird, and I'm like I think it's really weird. Like there's several episodes where like. Emily and Richard decide to go, you know, like antique hunting mm-hmm. in Stars Hollow because it's adorable and we've never been here before. Even their daughters lived here for seventeen years. Mm-hmm. So you're like, mm, yeah, what? Yep. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. What is, So what did the uh, our fellow friends say about, they asked some questions about Gilmore Girls?
1: Uh, yeah, I did have some questions asked. And like I said, some of them were silly because most of the people in our castaways groups are dudes. So theirs were like, where does Happy fit into the Gilmore family? And I said, he's the baby daddy. Yeah. Uh, they said, uh, I don't remember who said what. Anyway, but I did get one actual question. And this was from Izzy over at Everything I Learned from Movies, who I actually recorded with the other night. So listen to their show for that one; it'll be fun. Uh, and her question is, and this I, I had I had to look this up because it's been a really long time since I've seen it, and apparently it was like the world's hardest trivia question on Gilmore Girls, and like nobody ever gets it. So the question is, what was Hep Aliens' slogan? And do you actually remember Hep Alien? I remember Hep
0: Alien. I have no idea what their slogan was.
1: Yeah, so Hep Alien is Lane's band. It's uh, Lane and Zach and uh, uh, what is it? Brian and uh, the, Gil, think, yeah, Gil. which is Sebastian Bach. Uh, and Hep Alien is their their little garage band that they play. So again, I had to Google this because I did not remember it at all. I none of it, and it was like Hep Alien. We're out there. Oh, that's a cool, so that's, a that's, a, that's a cool slogan. Yeah, I like it. So Izzy, there's your answer. And, and no, I didn't know it. I Googled it. So there you go. Yeah. Um, She did have a question for the other shows. but So we'll get to that next time we do a show about okay. this. All right. About, I'm sorry. There's one character that we have not talked about who I think is a really integral part of this show and gets no love for it. Suki. Is Paris Geller. Oh. Suki too. Okay. Paris and Suki. Okay. Both of them. Rorley and Rory's like right hand women. And they are so much more interesting than the actual characters.
0: Yeah. In every way. All right. So I would, I want to talk about Paris too, because I really liked her. Now she would be annoying to be a friend because she was so domineering and so pushy but I mm-hmm. like the fact that she was unapologetic about it. Like she was like, this is what I want and this is what we're going to do. And you know, she didn't cower to anybody. I. I but th- I also,
1: yeah, I also really liked that she would have those moments of, I don't want to know what I'm doing. This guy asked me out on a date. What do I do if he wants to kiss me? What do I, you know, like the things that a smart, successful, you know, pushy, if you will, or, you know, leadership role woman might actually think if you were, you know, not that socially activated. So yeah. that was, I really liked her. And I read that they actually created the role of Paris exactly for this girl because she had auditioned for Rory, didn't get it, but they liked her so much, they made a role for her.
0: So. Oh, good. I really liked it. I'm glad that they wrote, her, wrote, wrote that character in. And I really enjoyed it because I think that she probably provided um, the best, strong mentor to uh, Rory than anybody else.
1: Well, I think she provided Rory with the first challenge in her life, Mm -hmm. Um, academically, socially, you know, having somebody there that actually pushed you to really do better because before that she, everything was easy. Everything was handed to her. So I think Paris was a very important character in this series. And I also love it that she made it throughout the entire series. I, because I do when too. it first started, you think she's just going to be a bit part bitch when she starts Chilton. But no, mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's with Rory all the way to the end. Yeah, so,
0: I, I did. Cool. I like that. And I'm glad that you mentioned that about her, uh, that she was a, she was a real challenge for her because, yeah, everything was handed to Rory. She doesn't really know what struggle is like her. Her mom actually knows more struggle than um, Paris or that. I'm sorry, than Rory.
1: Oh, but, absolutely. Her but, mom did struggle. Yeah. She's never had to struggle.
0: Yeah. But I did enjoy also, though, that um, the same thing can be said for Paris, that
1: Rory gave her a struggle when nobody else did. Absolutely. Well, that's why they were good. Like their relationship is stronger than Rory's relationship with any of the guys that she dated. Mm-hmm. Like theirs is much more healthy most of the time, challenging, because they have a healthy enough I mean, there was some definite venom back and forth between them in their like prep school days for a little bit, but they also, again, challenged each other. And even like when Paris is like, I'm going to become the student body president. And she's like, shit, I can't win this without Rory because Rory's nice and everybody likes her because I'm a bitch and nobody likes me. I'm competent and I'm intelligent and I can do the job, but nobody wants me to do the job because they're afraid of me. Yeah. So it's like they understood that, you know, they both had their strengths and their weaknesses, and they complemented each other really well to make a good team going forward. So it wasn't, they couldn't really just be one, one entity, Mm -hmm. because it's not well-rounded enough to be one, one. They needed, they needed more. Yeah,
0: I like that. And I like um, uh, that, yeah, they they stayed together the whole time. And I did like that uh, Rory did get into Harvard and the little meltdown that she had. I thought that was fun. (laughs) You know, I mean, Paris, Paris never lied. She never, you know, softened any blows. She always told you exactly what you, uh, what, what the facts were, whether or not you wanted to hear them or not. So, um, yep. she would be a pain in the ass to be a friend with.
1: But I but think you also need a friend like that in yeah. your life. Yeah. At, at, you know, especially at crucial points when you're making really terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. Because they call you on your bullshit. Yeah. You know, you need someone who says when you're like, you know what? I just went and slept with my high school sweetheart, even though he's married, but he was my first love. So I'm totally entitled. Then they're like, bitch, you're full of shit. Yeah. Like what you did was dumb. It's not going to work out. He's not going to leave his wife. And even if he did, you don't want him. You yeah. only want him because you can't have him and you're feeling lonely. Get over yourself. Realize what you did was wrong. The whole world now thinks you're a whore, so they're down with, they are, they've they taken you uh, down a notch. Now it's time to pick up the pieces and move on.
0: Yeah. All right, let's talk about Sookie then, because... Oh,
1: my God, I love
0: Sookie. I did, too. And, I mean, she was cute from the beginning, and, you know, obviously it's Melissa McCarthy, who's a comedic genius, but she really mm-hmm. just played a down-to-earth, uh, quirky... You're right. But she really-
1: yeah, well, I knew her from Mike and Molly before watching this. I mean, I this loved was, her in that. Yeah. I think this was one of her first kind of major roles. Like, she did a ton of theater work and improv work and stuff for years and years. And I think this may have been one of her like really big breaks was Gilmore Girls. But then she went on and she got Mike and Molly. So that's where I knew her. So she's hysterical in that. And I love her. And then I saw she was in the show and that was another driving force to one, watch it and to keep watching it was like, oh, I really like Suki, and I like Suki and Jackson. And, you know, they're they're just adorable. I love her. And she's kind of the same thing with Lorelai as Paris is with Rory. Like she's her other half mm-hmm. in the. Mm, uh, yes, I will tell you, you look. and I will tell you that this person is in love with you and I will also tell you that you need to stop being stupid and doing whatever. But she did it in like a really gentle way. Plus she's just funny. And I love that they made her like like this amazing chef but she's also super accident prone. So she's going to set the kitchen on fire while she's creating all this genius and there's havoc everywhere. So you've got a lot of physical comedy going on. Amazing. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know. I really, I really liked her and I like Michelle too.
1: He was funny. Um, oh, Michelle is hysterical. Yeah. Michelle is Michelle and Sookie together are basically Paris. If you think, I about would love it. Like a spin got, off
0: with them too.
1: Yeah. So I, I love Michelle. He's really good. He's, he's the guy at work who says everything you want to say, but don't Yeah, like that's, that's who he is. And he's awesome.
0: Yeah. I, re- I really enjoy him. Um, But let's, I guess we can do our final thoughts on the, the series since we're, creeping up quite a long time now
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a while but that's okay it's a it's a seven season series you can't talk about that in 10 minutes i'm sorry jazz i know you haven't made it past the 30 minute mark or you've listened to it for like 12 days in a row to get to this point but uh that's our friend at high expectation podcast in new zealand who likes 30 minute shows I, we never make that mark ever yeah. but no okay so final thoughts on gilmore girls um well, well, let's say intermediate final thoughts, because I'll have more final, final thoughts once we can then bring the revival back into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a very good point. Yeah. So overall, what do you think of the show?
0: I enjoyed the show, but I, I didn't enjoy it because of the main two characters. I enjoyed it because of
1: every other character. You enjoy it, but in spite of, I know <laughs> it's
0: really sad. It's like you know, I, I know
1: it's like I would watch a day in the life of Stars Hollow. I would probably just watch their online traffic cams. Like that would be entertaining. <laughs> See what they don't what have. John traffic Kirk is working. Well, of course, they don't. Everybody but, just walks, well, they got a light.
0: I know everybody just walks across the street without looking up or anything. I'm like, just you're, you're just well
1: until they got that light that one time. Yeah, and it had to be timed for Stars Hollow's oldest <laughs> and slowest resident who was like 123 years old and you're yeah. like yeah I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Can't do it. So yeah I, I agree with you on this like this is a show that I I really enjoy. I just don't think I enjoy it for the same reason other people do. So yeah. a lot of people you know, people watch the show they love Lorelai they love Rory. I love the show I love I love all of the other characters I love Emily I love Sookie I love Michelle all of these ones. This is a show that I will put on In the background, you know, like if I have like if I'm reading a book and I just need some background noise, I will put this on and have it just run and play. And I'm okay with that. Like it's it's one like I said, I've seen the whole series two times through completely and I'm about halfway through it for a third time. But it's not something I watch every day or even every month. It's just every once in a while. I'm like, meh, that sounds good. We'll turn that on. So
0: All right. Well. That sounds good. I do have, uh, you know, our famous internet comments. This time I depict a one-star review for our <sighs> in-context internet comment. And mm-hmm. it adds more questions than it answers. Okay. It says, show is lame, but old bags love it. So that's the, that's the title of the said review. It says, I hate it. But I bought for my old neighbor's wife who loves it. So I give it one star because I can say the show blows. And his wife gave it a 10 star as she loves it. Go figure. I guess just buy it for your old bag lady. See? (laughs) So wait, why are you buying your old neighbor's wife uh, DVDs? Or, you know, this was a DVD Uh, of the Gilmore uh,
1: Girls, you know cuz it's not just his old bag lady he's bagging the old lady
0: but why would you refer to your old lady <laughs> as your old neighbor's wife because he's
1: bagging his neighbor's wife but the old and neighbor he bought her the gilmore girls i don't know is it, is Some it people-, people have a granny fetish i guess i don't know it works with men men get to screw young girls all the time so why not
0: yeah but he's still referring to his neighbor yeah his wife can give it 10 stars and then old bag ladies why is she an old bag lady
1: I don't know why is he spending 70 bucks buying it on Amazon for I don't know I, I don't know. know if that's how much it costs but probably it's I, a seven, seven season run you would think it would be at least I don't know 30 or 40 yeah maybe more
0: yep so <clears throat> anyway
1: there you go thank you internets for that beautiful review <laughs> yes that was that was wonderful do you have any kind of uh bitch of the week other than what we've already been bitching about no yeah,
0: I think I su- sufficiently bitched this
1: week yeah I think we're good all right so make sure that you are following us on all of our social media again. So if you've lasted this long, go hit us up on Twitter. Oh, exciting news. I'm not sure if you really noticed this or not yet. Uh, we have crossed now the 3,000 follower on Twitter mark. So... Yay! Yay, everybody! We we've, we've been uh, working to get involved and get engaged and get a lot more followers, and hopefully that will somewhat translate to listeners. I'm sure there's more than twelve of you now, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, and uh, I mean a few more anyway. And so again, we're on Twitter at Nerdy Bitches Pod, and we are on Instagram, Pinterest uh, at nerdy, nerdy, bitches. nerdy Bitches. Yep. And then on Facebook, we actually have a Facebook page and a Facebook discussion group. Now, the discussion group is a closed group because we try to keep the trolls out. So, if you're interested in that, uh, the information is on the Facebook page. You can send a request, answer a couple questions just to make sure you're not, you know, a total douchebag. And come on and hang out with us because we will be talking a lot about what's going on coming up with Comic Palooza. Also, as Uh, our Patreon is increasing. We will be having things, you know, specials for Patreon members on there. And that's going to be kind of gateways to all of this. So make sure you're following us. And of course, if you ever want to contact us directly, just send us a quick email at contact us at nerdybitches.com and we will get back to you. So,
0: yep. Uh, So we'll see you soon and listen in for some exciting comic palooza
1: news. Absolutely. See you guys next time.
0: Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. What the fuck? That's passive aggressive bullshit.